0: Meep, meep. it's road Runner on the atari st show episode 4 Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Atari ST Show. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're talking about Road Runner,
1: the coyotes after you. Remember that? Mm-mm. That The full
0: theme for their show? Did they have their own show? Oh, man. you like the, if you, the if you, Power
1: Hour? I grew up watching the Warner Brothers like cartoon shows, and they recycled those shows. They were environmentally friendly. Let's just put it that <laughs> way. And so you had the Bugs Bunny show, and then you had Bugs Bunny and Daffy. Then you had the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show, then you just had but I mean they're all the same cartoon. Right, right. It was the Porky Pig, and Bugs Bunny, and Speedy Gonzalez <laughs> show. It's the you know what I'm saying? It's it's all this different guy. But it's always it's the Yosemite Sam and Homer show. Mm-hmm. It's the same cartoon. Now what was
0: you know, I know you're a huge Looney Tunes fan. Uh yeah, I was. it has been around Road here recently. Do you have a favorite Looney Tunes? I love Bugs. He's awful great. Foghorn
1: Leghorn's pretty funny. Just because he's being Southern from sort of the South, I find him particularly hilarious with the way he talks. He reminds me of like a, an old Southern wrestling manager. <laughs> I, say, I say, come here, boy. You know, that sort of right, thing, you right. know. And he's got all those stupid little sayings he's got. But Bugs Bunny, I grew up uh, watching Bugs. And so he's my favorite. Now, the, the, the Looney Tunes are a lot like the Tom and Jerry's or Popeye's, All right. There's tons of them, but there's a there's a, a significant slice of them that are garbage. You've got to get that. You've got to get that nice chunk. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, once because when Chuck Jones came in there, but and same thing with with uh, Tom uh, Tom and Jerry. Then they get weird and mm-hmm. and and psychotic and maddening. Right. I like those classic, like uh you know pre-war almost those ones that are right there. And then Popeye. Popeye, you can listen to any of the ones where he talks to himself. Those are gold. <laughs> okay. Then you've got the the King Syndicate ones that are like, the, the they open up with the, the a song, doo, 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 yeah. the good song, the good version. Mm-hmm. They're kind of light blue with mm-hmm. Popeye's face in the star. Right. But those get weird after that. They mm-hmm. go downhill. Mm-hmm. you got to catch them in the right spot. The Looney Tunes especially. Yeah. The Roadrunner, I will say, despite it didn't matter really who was working on that show, it, there was not a whole lot there. I mean, really. I mean, what are you going to do with that show? Well, I mean, it is a very simple concept. It's like, it's I always think, you ever, think about comic books. You're writing, You're okay, listen, you're the new writer for Superman. Sweet. All right, now, what do you do? He's Superman. Like, what can you do? Well, we can, let's try to kill him. Oh, mm-hmm. you can't. <laughs> you know, well, let's see if this guy can outrun him. Nope. Can this guy outfly? No, he's Superman. But they killed him one time. They brought him right back. That was a big angle. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got an angle. And the thing is, Roadrunner, it's a coyote. He's trying to catch roadrunner right Well, what happens if we catch him that's in the, the show
0: <laughs> there is no more show um, that's true it it, <laughs> it, it it is sort of like tension t- tensionless action is
1: what yeah I'm trying to say. right so yeah. so up until that point you got something so mm-hmm. so at that point you know the ending it's booked this it's been booked the same way for decades well,
0: let's let's be honest i mean just like it's it's your typical three stooges style physical comedy where you watch the coyote destroy himself in any number of ways. And that's where the humor comes from. It's not that we're on the edge of our seats wondering, is this going to be the time? It's like, what is he going to do? What's the wacky contraption he's going well, to buy? How many times can you watch a coyote fall off a canyon or get hit with an anvil? Well, if this is not something you're going to marathon for eight hours a day. Well, But if, if you've if got a 15-minute block that airs once a week, that's not bad. When I was a kid, this aired every day. Okay, <laughs> Well, but it so was I a bad was, time to be a kid. I would I can see these
1: over and over. It's like, let's see here. Okay, he's going to explode because he's got dynamite strapped to his feet. Boom! All right, here, he's going to fall. He's going to run past the road and fall off the cliff. There he goes. And then Rock's going to hit him. It's the same thing. You can only do so much.
0: Yeah, yeah. So... Let's talk about the video game. Speaking of only being able to Yeah, do I was so going to say,
1: because this concept ran
0: directly into the
1: game. I will say that it kept it stayed close to its source material. So, sure.
0: this week's Atari ST Show is brought to you by our patrons, and in particular, Game Selection Committee members Dave Velociraptor and Graham Bebke. We oh, salute man. you. Man, there's a couple winners right that's there. We right. love those guys. Now, Roadrunner was released by Atari Games in 1985. Uh, it runs on the System 1 arcade board. Uh, this was Atari's first upgradable uh, platform for arcade games that actually debuted a year earlier in 1982. Uh, can you name some other notable System 1 games, Aaron? Well, I, I had a System 1 machine, mm-hmm. uh,
1: so I can name some of them. I believe, and you tell me if I miss one, okay? okay. You had Road Blasters. Yep. You had, uh, in, uh, you had uh, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Marble Madness. Mm-hmm. That was the King Dawn right. of, of that particular machine. You had a game that I remember it had a rat in the title, I think. What yeah, was that uh, one Peter called? Pack Rat. Peter. <laughs> <That> just, <laughs> there you go. And I'm sure I'm missing a couple. That, but...
0: Those were the only ones that I had listed. Yeah. So you did well, Aaron. Yeah. Very good. Very because good. when I
1: had this, I had the second best game, which is Road Blasters. And I wanted Marble Madness. And all you had to do on those machines... Which by the way weighed a metric ton. Mm-hmm. Atari built these with cement. Was this the one that had all the gears and stuff? No, inside no, of it? that's that's no, thank God, no. This one just had a but it had a you could you could put a new board in it, and you could take the marquee and the control panel off and swap them. And I wanted the control panel, the marquee, and the board update for Marvel Madness, because I love Marvel Madness. And that's the one everybody wants. It cost a zillion dollars. Mm-hmm. And that was back in those days to get the Marvel Madness one. And so the next one everyone liked was Road Blasters, and the, the margin of money, the big difference between the two, Road Blasters, they're giving those away. I've owned three Road Blasters in my life, separate machines, and I've given—I literally sold all of them, mm-hmm. You know, because you only can play Road Blasters so much. Yeah. It's a good game, but I mean, eh. It's so, not Donkey Kong. That's no, I, mean. I will say it's, well, it's not Donkey Kong, that's for sure. We'll just go there.
0: So why did Atari want to make a game about Road Runner? Well if you remember your classic gaming history, uh, Nolan Bushnell sold Atari to Warner Communications yes. uh, in 1976. I always forget about how early that sale I know, took place. it's real
1: strange to think yeah. about it. I mean, like, because when I think of Atari, I think of everything they did after 77 right. with, with the 2600. And so it, Nolan was pretty much out the door. That's right, you know? that's right. They basically, did the R&D before that. But yeah, you know. but it was just, that
0: was, he was basically Pong, and then he was like, bye-bye, I'm yeah. making Billy Bobs.
1: Well. To be fair, they tried
0: to keep him around, but he was too insane to keep him around. (laughs) So, anyway, Warner Communications, obviously the rights holder of all these classic Warner Brothers cartoons. So, they're like, you need to start making video games based on these free licenses for us. And that's what they did. Good move. I mean,
1: you gotta give them that. Yeah.
0: So, this project was originally spearheaded by Atari legend and Looney Tunes fan Ed Log. Yeah. Who was the mind behind Asteroids, Centipede, and Gauntlet? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, super famous. Yeah. yeah. And Gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> indirectly. <laughs> Roadrunner is, uh, of course, based off the classic Looney Tunes shorts starring Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner, in which Wile E. Coyote tries to capture and eat the Roadrunner using a number of ingenious plans involving equipment from the Acme Company. Which usually backfire and cause grievous bodily harm to the coyote. You
1: remember because you know while you coyote talk
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Now, did you like the ones where he talked? You'd be well, like, "Wow, the uh, coyote, super genius!" Again,
0: these are this was a later development. I, I yeah. read he and, spoke. Yeah, he spoke and he he had a he had that kind of crazy accent. I'm not sure if it. If it he was sort of a kind of a British accent. I thought it was more of a Latvian. No. Well, I don't know what they sound like. Well, what you just did sounded. He Latin said, "Wacky Coyote, yeah. super genius." That's what I, in my mind. That's what Latvian people sound like.
1: Well, I don't know. Right. I've never I've never talked to him for Latvian, but it was some sort of accent. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I'm okay with him
1: talking yeah. because you know it's funny. Roadrunner, We talked about Tom and Jerry, another silent cartoon mm-hmm. duo. And occasionally, on a rare occasion, Tom would speak, but he always said wacky stuff. But the Coyote would go on for a long. Oh, yeah. He would on. Yeah, he would go on. Yeah.
0: So these shorts premiered way back in 1949. They go way back and they continue to be made to this day. Well, in fact, Aaron, in fact, there is a feature film starring The Roadrunner set to premiere on July 21st, 2023, starring. John Cena!
1: Do, 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 do. Wait a minute, this is a live-action no, movie? No,
0: I think he's going to be computer-generated into the film. You're joking. No, you? it's going to be like Space Jam. Now, wait
1: a minute, it's a is it a live-action movie? I don't not? know. Is it like Roger Rabbit?
0: Listen, all I know is... Or is, is he that, just throwing a voice? All I know is John is going to be in it. In my mind, it's like Space Jam.
1: Let's hope the coyote finally catches somebody with that acne <laughs> sledgehammer.
0: Wax a sucker. So, Aaron, you may not be aware of this, but Roadrunner was originally slated to be a Laserdisc game. I am aware of this, yeah. and In the tradition of
1: Atari's uh, Firefox.
0: Right, right. Uh, The idea was that the Roadrunner and the Wile E. Coyote sprites would run over actual frames of animation from the cartoon series. Which uh, and when you when you manage to foil the coyote's plan, a scene related to his demise would from an actual short would be played just like the death scenes in Dragon's Lake That'd
1: be kind of cool. Yeah,
0: I could see that because there
1: are there are Legends games that are superimposed
0: up over. Footage of a road, right, so it's been right, done. Right, yeah. right, Now, there were downsides to this. Yeah, One can, was that it. Firefox was breaking down left and right. <laughs> oh, that machine was always
1: broke, and, and it off the fortune. Right, and too. Atari
0: was like, I don't know about this. And then two, there were lots of Seek problems on these laser discs, yeah. where you would die, and you'd have to wait like five or six seconds just for yeah. the animation to be yeah. pulled up. And it really took you out of the action.
1: I think it would have worked, but I mean the the technology for those latest games. Yeah, it was
0: iffy at best. Yeah. I agree. Now there is uh, there were prototypes that were sent out, and there these were play tested on several occasions. Really, so at least one prototype still exists and is playable at the California Extreme Arcade uh, Festival that goes on over in uh, that's kind of neat California. Yeah. something to look up. Though. Um, there is footage of this on YouTube it looks remarkably similar to the uh, to the actual game. Uh, basically, the backgrounds just look super, super awesome. Yeah. And then you've got the, the shorts in between, but there is a, a, a grand delay. That breaks up the fast action of the game, so yeah. I can see why they took it out. Uh, Ed Log, however, was not pleased when they decided to go a different way. I think he was solidly in the laserdisc corner, so he left the project when they when they said, "Listen, you've got to redesign this for a system one board from the ground up." He's like, "I'm done. I'm out." It explains why, if you look at the credits for this game, there's
1: special thanks
0: to Ed Log, mm-hmm. pretty much that's pretty much it. Right, right. And so they brought on this guy named Mike Haley. Now, Mike Haley was no slouch either. He designed Gravatar. He designed Star Wars, and one of my favorite shooters of all time, he designed Area 51. Oh, man. The gun game? Yeah, the gun game. So, I used to play that over at Fox's Pizza Den. Remember that place? Yeah,
1: I do remember. I never liked Area 51 all that much. Really? Yeah, it was a quarter eater. I don't really know if
0: I liked it, but I played it. (laughs) You know how that goes. Yeah, I do. Uh, So, let's talk about the gameplay in Roadrunner. Yeah. So, guess what? In Roadrunner, you play as the Roadrunner. Yeah. Uh, You control the Roadrunner with the joystick. Uh, instead of a normal micro switch or leaf switch stick this is a sort of an analog stick yeah when you play this thing in the arcade the further you press the stick the faster the road runner moves uh, there's a single button on the control panel that you use for jumping uh, and the game takes place from a side on perspective so you traverse stages in the opposite direction that you normally do in a horizontally scrolling game you go from right to left. Instead of left to right, uh, the stages are set up as roads, which are backdropped by the American Southwest, just like the cartoon. Um, and as the roadrunner, uh, you have to negotiate roads of various widths that crisscross each stage while avoiding Wily e. Coyote, who's constantly chasing you.
1: And when you say jumping, you're not real. It's more
0: like a long stride. The jump button. You're, yeah. You're this not is not really. a game. This is not a game where you use the jump button it's constantly. It's more like yeah. It's not. I don't even think of it. I don't really consider it even a jump button. It's yeah. Just sort of a, a like a. a you, you use spe, it. Speedy boost b- button. There, there's gaps in some of the levels, but the, aside from that, you know, yeah. It's I've not heard. As, It's <laughs> not. It's not as if you're jumping over the coyote no, and stuff like no, that. Yeah. There's no really. There's no jumping out of the situation. You get in. You're pretty much done. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Your job is to basically run from right to left and get to the end of the stage. Uh, now, you the the coyote, who's your main nemesis, just like in the cartoon, he f- starts off chasing after you. Then he gets on a rocket. He's got roller skates. Uh, he's got uh, pogo a stick. pogo stick. Basically, he's employing all of the classic things that he uses on the uh, on the cartoon to try and catch you. If he catches you, it's game over. It's not game over. If he catches you, you lose a life. Yeah, and he, he stupidly, he dragged you off the screen going like... Right, right. <laughs> and uh, now, um, there's also other hazards in the game. Uh, there's oncoming traffic in some of the levels. Uh, and so there's there's basically cars that are running in the opposite direction. You just have to avoid those. And uh, the part of the, the mechanics of the game is that you're trying to get the coyote to fall for either one of his own traps, like one of the mines that he's presumably set out, or you're trying to run him into oncoming traffic by ducking out of the way at the at the last second, uh, and you get bonus points at the end of each level if you are able to destroy him. Uh, a certain you know, for every time you're able to destroy him, you get you get bonus points. Now there is thir- there is one final complication of the game. Uh, as you traverse each stage, there are piles of bird seed that you have to uh, <laughs> yeah. that you, they, that you have the opportunity to eat. Uh, each time that you miss a pile of bird seed. Uh, your seed meter at the top of the screen goes down by one. And if your seed meter reaches zero, then you faint, and the coyote gets you. So this is a game where it's basically a joystick dexterity game. Uh, you, uh, these roads, uh, apart from the very first level and maybe the second level, the roads get very narrow, and your job is to basically negotiate these roads, pick up the seed, and get to the end of each level before the coyote catches you. Um, Aaron what were your first impressions of road runner
1: well I have played this in the arcade uh, several times and oh you know via emulation at home um, the the I know in the arcade I was always impressed with the way it the way it looked it has a nice cartoony look to it and the uh, the seed meter at the top if you watch the cartoon occasionally when you see uh, the roadrunner eat he's <laughs> He's got a crazy way of eating, where he just kind of goes over a pile of food, and goes
0: Arr! right. You know right. That, it, it's like a jackhammer type. Thing and it, right. I always thought that was funny, and they'd mm-hmm. sort of
1: recreate the seed meter. But and then you think that how can the coyote not kill this guy? Because <laughs> it's not like the rover is eating fast. Right. Right. You know. Uh, so, but in the arcade, uh, yeah, the stick was unusual, and and the uh, uh, it was, it, but you got to build up the speed. I never really liked the controls, if I'm honest. Uh, so. I was pretty familiar with the arcade. I mean, it's not like a game I played a lot, but I knew about it. So this was the, it's funny. I'll be honest with you, when, you, when we ended up getting uh, picking this, uh, I didn't know this had any ports to a higher level machine. I think this is the only one that got made to a
0: 16-bit machine. I don't think there well, were any more. Well, this game was ported to a ton of different platforms. Uh, everything from the humble Atari 2600, which, by the way, it was released in 1989 yeah. for the 2600. A late release. It was the last Atari release for the Atari 2600. Really? Yeah. Um, this was uh, also released for the Amstrad, uh, the ZX Spectrum, the C64, and the NES. Right. All got so, really,
1: but nothing nothing in the
0: 16-bit realm. That's right. No Amiga release, of course. No Archimedes. So, I was surprised. Uh, there was a DOS release of this. Oh, was Yeah, there, there was a DOS release. The DOS release, well, uh, well, I think I may talk about that a little bit later. Um, I, I was surprised, though. Getting back to
1: my initial impressions, uh, this, uh, uh, having played some of the other versions, this is far and away the best looking one. Oh, yeah. It's not, not even close. Now, is this art? Is it arcade? Per- no, it's not. It's not as nice as the arcade, but it's certainly passable, uh, and I thought they did a good job. Now, there are some things in the arcade that are woefully missed here. And one of the things is, especially early on or anytime you get to the big highways, is that they took out all the highway lines. And this same sounds lame, but when you play this game, you've got to go around getting that seed. One of the hardest parts, it's the same in the arcade, by the way, one of the hardest things to do is line up the roadrunner just to run over the seed. Right. Because really, that's the game. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught, eat the seed. Mm-hmm. And it's dreadfully difficult to figure out how to get your roadrunner to get to the seed. It's so. Wide open in some spots. So it's this game is a get uh, uh, you basically got two flavors of game here. You've got no room to move, and you've got lots of room to mm-hmm. move. And the downfall of lots of room to move is it's hard to hone in on the exact angle you need to take to get the seed. Mm-hmm. And one thing that the arcade had with those lines is you could sort of use those to guide yourself to see where the seed is. This sounds stupid, but until you play it, you'll understand. Without having those, I, I I did immediately see that as a difficulty. Also, something I noticed this is crazy. The arcade, the opening song, I believe, it was the William Tell Overture. Mm-hmm. And this, that's a totally different song. Now, the funny thing is, I watched the video of this, and the music sort of is not in the same order, but a lot of it's still there. Right, right. There's so I thought the, that was kind of yeah, a weird William thing.
0: The William Tell is there. Treyfuck, Tchaikovsky's Trepak is there. Uh, the Saber Dance is there. But you're yes, right. The just, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. right. there's the Saber Dance.
1: Right. Right. There's a lot of good. Oh, Fly of the Bumblebees yeah. in the arcade. I don't know if it's in the home version. Or so it's another
0: one. I want to talk a little bit about the background of the Atari ST version. Oh, there's a background. You okay. Say. Okay. So this was published by Mindscape. It was released. in... I was, I was surprised to see that. Yeah. To was, was released in 1987. Uh, I believe that the NTSC version came first, published by Mindscape, like, in the U.S., because in the U.K., guess who it was? Good old U.S. Gold. Yeah. They're always there when it's you need gold. them. It's gold. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was developed by an outfit called Canvas. Oh, actually, this this was not because these, these guys emerged out of the ashes of Imagine. So I guarantee you this came out in the UK first because yeah. this is a UK-developed game. Uh, they did a few different games. Uh, they did Charlie Chaplin, the tra- the official Charlie Chaplin game. We've got to try that. <laughs> yeah, uh, which came out on the CPC and the Speccy. Uh, they did the video game version of Highlander, Aaron. Oh, that was an abomination. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Grimshaw is credited as the art director. He did this in a game called Wizard Wars, It's uh, spelled cool guy style with yeah, a Z. You got to spell it that uh, way. The programmer was Scott Johnson, who did the artwork for Super Cycle and Breakthrough on the on the ST uh, in the ST port of the game. Pretty much all the elements are intact. Like you said, the main character sprites are the same size as in the arcade game, which is not common. Most of the time, you know, you're getting smaller sprites on the home version. Uh, The scrolling works the same way. Uh, The music tracks are there, but the ST sound chip, it kind of struggles a little bit to to play the classical pieces with the same fidelity as the arcade board. But it's unsurprising. I mean, the the arcade board had its own sound board If you saw
1: the arcade boards to this, they're they're huge yeah they're yeah. huge massive yeah this is the last well it's not true but this was amongst the year where you have boards that were like I mean they were unbelievably large mm-hmm. and, and full of circuitry. right
0: right um, now, just like Super Sprint, this is another game that if you played it in the arcade and then you came home to play it on the ST, your mind's eye would fill in most of the gaps, and you'd be like, "Boy, this is really close." to Yeah, the yeah, they
1: did, they did. I watched them side by side, and they're, yeah. they're, it's, it, it's not perfect, but it's yeah. not bad.
0: And like you said, the, the lanes, uh, the wide areas of the road are missing. The, the background. ST versions, the colors yeah. aren't quite as vibrant. The biggest drawback compared to the arcade version, I think, is the joystick. Since you don't have that analog stick, yeah. Roadrunner goes from zero to about six million To be fair, the arcade stick didn't help. Mm. It wasn't that okay. good, I'll okay. be honest with you. But in this game, much like Crystal Castles, it's yeah. difficult to be precise with your movements when you're on yes. these narrow stretches of road. And you're going over that seat and you're like, how am I not picking it up? You know, yeah, you're. It's. I'm glad you brought that up because there there are very many similarities
1: between this and Crystal Castles, which we covered last time, and not really, you know, not really in the actual game itself, but the the control issues, but the fact that the game is just it's a very shallow game, mm-hmm. and this is this Atari version suffers exactly the same way as the Crystal Castles version, and the suffering is in the fact that you're. You're simulating a not very good game. Right. And that's my problem with it. Much like Crystal Castles, it was a thin, thin, flimsy game. And you can
0: tell that by, if you look at, we're watching the third level right now. This third level is basically a series of branching pathways. Two out of the three are a dead end. Yeah. But one of them contains seed that you have to go to anyway. And it's just dumb. It's dumb level. It's uncreative level design. This is this could have been a better concept. I would have liked to have more situations where you have a, a wide road with oncoming traffic and you're trying to run the coyote into traffic without running into traffic yourself. Also, how do you not make this a
1: two-player game?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, you've got everything here. Mm-hmm. Even if you took it
1: home, you could have added that. Give it a little more depth. Yep. You know, uh, but the game is flawed. It's just not, it's not a good game. And I'm guessing... As we talked about the laser disc uh, uh, issue, laser disc games aren't deep. N- Newsflag, mm-hmm. all right. And so, but you get away with it because it's a laser; it's a novelty. And to me, it seems like I've always thought this is like they took the concept that they had for the laser game and just turned it into a conventional game. But the concept for a laser disc game doesn't have to be that good. Mm-hmm. And Atari was, you know, this is one of those missteps. Yeah, you know, it just—I never got on with this one. Now, do I, I'm not going to bury the ST version. It's, they did a, an admirable job, but one would wonder, I guess just to have some content, but I don't know why you would have ported this anywhere. I don't remember this being a popular game. I never saw anybody playing it. I never heard anybody talk
0: about it. You no, know, I played this first on the NES. Yeah, I've and, never tried that version. And even on that, even on the NES, as a child, I was not impressed by the gameplay of this game. This was a Tension release. It was the old unofficial yeah. uh, game. And, you know, this is, it just seems like Roadrunner, sort of like Sonic, you know, what's Roadrunner famous for? He's famous for being real, real fast, but he's not real, real fast in this game. He moves along, he's not slow, but he's not super speedy. I wish that you could have worked out and of course you can't make him run at top speed all the time but it would have been cool to incorporate a turbo button where he could go real fast for a short amount but of time. But even then it's, you can't get to where you need to go when you don't have turbo. But you'd have to redesign the levels.
1: What I, you know what this could have been? I mean let's hey let's put on our designer hats for a minute. You could have made this some like a racing game. Mm-hmm. You could it, it would have worked fine. Instead of having a pursuing car, you've got the Coyote on your tail. Right. You still could have had the antics, mm-hmm. but you could have put a decent game in the mix.
0: Absolutely. You could
1: have had any number of, of different uh, angles you could have taken to, to make this work. And They didn't take any of them. You could have, what would have been fun? What if you played as the Coyote? You're setting up traps. Mm-hmm. Maybe That would be kind of fun. You know, that, I, I think there's a lot more mileage in being the Coyote than there is the Roadrunner. Yeah. And the thing is, you can be the Coyote and still, and do well, and still fail.
0: This could that have been... That would still be funny. This could have been like Spy versus Spy. Right. That's
1: some, I mean, it's something yeah. along those lines. Maybe a little simpler. Mm-hmm. You know, but as an arcade game, it's, I mean, what is this? It's a game where you run from another guy. It's like those old games you used to see on the... On the uh, uh, on the original uh, Ralph Bear Odyssey, where one dot chases another dot around, they just mm-hmm. fancied it up, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a it's a weak effort. Yeah. And so Atari ST's version, which is fine, but it has to suffer through another one of these games that's just not a, a not particularly fun game to begin with. Mm-hmm. This game reviewed it, it, it,
0: all over the map basically. Uh, I, I found three reviews, Computer and Video Games in September of '87 gave this a nine out of ten, so they loved it. Uh, Generation Four, a mag from the Big F, uh, gave this thing eighty-five out of hundred, and Happy Computer in Germany hated it, sixty-eight. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, all of it, this is a game that it just—it's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's not particularly uh, complicated. It's not particularly special. Yeah. Uh, aside from you know the main character being a famous uh, Looney Tunes character, there's not really much to recommend it. And we're looking at the account uh, a look at the attention release for the uh, NES, and this
1: looks pretty good. Yeah, but you and I will say you've got a lot more real estate here mm-hmm. than you do on. But I mean, this is not. It's not. It's not bad. But no. again, it's it's basically the same basic bear homie. Right. You know, you can only do so much. So I mean, if you're going to play one of these, I really. The, the, if you're gonna if you're a real fan of this, you want to play it at home. There's nothing wrong with the ST port. No, but no, I mean, it's
0: definitely the best looking version of all the ports. Uh, and it, it's the one that the most closely mimics the, the look and the feel of the arcade game. I'm going to agree with um, on that one both. We got uh, a couple Discord reviews, Aaron. And by a couple, I mean one. Uh, <laughs> wow. Pajaco6502 writes, The arcade version of this game entices you with great-looking cartoon action. As soon as it has your money, it kicks you in the pants and runs off laughing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, it's just a memory game, but it's still tough. Wily Coyote is easier to avoid on the ST port, making it slightly easier to play, but the rest of the game is disappointing. For starters, Roadrunner is too close to the left edge of the screen, giving you very little time to react. Other ports do suffer from the same, but you'll die a lot because of this. The seed hit detection feels like you have to be touching a single pixel, meaning you'll be running loops around them trying to pick them up, and it's really frustrating. That's exactly what it is, yes. But these things feel like they could have easily been fixed, so why it's like this is puzzling. The graphic sprites are nice and pretty. Look pretty close to the originals. Audio is so-so, but not awful. Road Runner can meet meep off. Three out of ten.
1: <laughs> Burial. Yeah, and I, I mean, he's not wrong. And I, like I said I, I thought it controlled. Having I played the arcade version this week, I played both. Mm. You know, I got my stick out, and, and you know, the arcade version was always tough to control as well. And, and something else, the Atari had that. Uh, that analog controls, if I just never liked it. And the arcade it, just, it didn't feel good to mm-hmm. me. I don't like games where you move, uh, speed up, and slow down simply by moving in a direction. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like you know, further and right. further. I never that's something I never got on with. Mm-hmm. Be, be honest. Well, with there's me. a reason
0: why you don't see too many games like that anymore. I think nobody really got along with them. Yeah, I think well. you're right. All right, Aaron. Well, as we close the book on Roadrunner. Uh, it's time to talk about what we are going to play next week, shall we? Or next week, next next month. No. Shall we reveal it? I've
1: got a sneaking suspicion <laughs> that I know what it might be. let's find out. Yeah, look now,
0: at that. You don't have deja vu, folks. <laughs> um, we had some issues getting Sundog to run properly, and it turns out that uh, not just any Sundog will work on the OSP. You have to have uh, versions that don't crash after 20 minutes uh and uh you know with a game like sundog we didn't want to just come in here and ham and egg it because this is a game that you really need to do a good job with so we're gonna get we're gonna give this one one more we're no, working one on more, it. one more month to uh to simmer and cook and next time for episode five we're gonna be back with sundog frozen legacy mm. now listeners we are desperate to hear your feedback please feel free to leave us a comment on youtube if you want to, it would be awesome to review us on your favorite podcast server of choice. Uh, we are a new show, of course, and the more you can do that, the, the better people will be able to find us. Uh, we release the show in both audio podcast and video form on YouTube. Uh, you can look at the entire backlog of episodes at bit.ly slash Show, And uh, we record live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash amigosretrogaming. Uh, If you want to support our show, just visit patreon.com slash ataristshow. Uh, We do have a goal up there. If we can get to $200 a month in Patreon support, the Atari ST show will go from being a monthly experience to a weekly show, which would be super awesome. And that leads us to our ST supporter roll call. All right. So, in addition to our game selection committee members we mentioned at the top of the show, we want to thank all of these fine folks for supporting us. Laurent Giroux, Twilight Zoner, Olivier Massoud, Mm. Tim Drew, Retro Jerry, and Bernard Quinn. I want to say Milo Loves Chocolate is in there, too. I think I forgot to put him on there. So Milo Loves Chocolate. You don't want to get Milo on there. No, no. If you like our format and you want to hear more, feel free to check out our other shows. Amigos, Everything Amiga, Iris Sinclair, American Take on the ZX Spectrum, The Coco Show, Gaming on the Tandy Color Computer, and ARG Presents where Aaron and the Brent spin the wheel and make the deal. All these shows can be found on the Amigos Retro Gaming YouTube channel or at anchor.fm slash amigos podcast. All right, that's it for us this time. Che, make sure you play Sundog. If you're on Discord, leave us a review. We'll see you next time. Make sure you play your Atari today.